What's up, guys? John Sintez, Cutter Nation podcast. Happy opening day to you. Super pumped. Got the Mets-Cardinals game going back here. I'm super pumped about our guest today. But first, don't forget to go check out my website. I got these awesome new gray hats with the custom leather patch logo. I got shirts, throw hard, Cutter Nation, all kinds of stuff. You can get J-Vans, tap-weighted balls, flush bands, all kinds of awesome stuff off my website to help you train and get better. But without further ado... Fabian Roman, I'm pretty excited that you're on here because we were just talking about a second ago, the Instagram pitching world would happen to bless me to get an amazing, I don't even know how fast that pitch was that I saw on there, but it was just on loop. And I'm pretty sure it was on maybe the pitching ninja on Twitter, maybe even. And it was just, I think I watched it a hundred times in a row, like literally 100 times in a row. So without further ado, Fabian Roman, hello, what's up? Thanks for having me, brother. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. And I look forward to talking some great pitching with you. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So let's let's just start with your history. Um, what what exactly was your story? Where did you come from? I think you're from the New Jersey area, right? Correct. Uh, okay. I was born and raised in uh, Jersey City. I attended Maris High School, and um, I was drafted out of there uh, in 2009. I was 17 years old. I was converted from a shortstop to a pitcher. Solid, solid. Yeah, that's standard story for a pitcher right there. I think we were yeah. all shortstops at one time. I thought I was Derek Jeter for a moment. <laughs> so who'd you get drafted by? Uh, Kansas City Royals. Okay, and what and what year was that? In 2009. Uh, I did not take it, though. I attended junior college. Okay. And that was Odessa College in Texas. And uh, as a starter there, I was 21 and 4 in my two years combined. I'm sure I'm sure you were. I'm sure you were. Now, did you have the same motion that you had now as then as or did you kind of evolve? What did you feel like when you were in college with that? Um, and I feel like my first two years of college, even my senior year of high school, I was pretty similar to what I am now. But right now, I definitely have more mobility, more strength. You know, I, I'm definitely more agile so that it helps my my movement patterns. But I, it was pretty similar when I was younger. I lost it in between some of the years, which is why I struggled with my statistics. And that's kind of why I haven't had the success that I should have with my capability. But that's what I'm working on. So, so it's safe to say that a coach maybe got in your head and started ha getting, a, getting you away from what you felt made you you, right? Absolutely. Sometimes I feel like they overcoach you instead of letting you just be an athlete. Exactly. So a little story about me. I'm not sure if you know if you I mean, obviously, we've never met. So um, same situation with me, man, my motion right now to when I was even 13, 14, 15, very similar in what I'm doing. And I, I ended up going to junior college route, too. But I was uh, I was playing the wrong game. Um, I ended up walking on a junior college two weeks before my um, freshman year uh because i didn't throw hard enough i was an 86 to 88 guy and i came from the panhandle conference if you're familiar so i played against chipola gulf coast all those guys in that area so i'm familiar with the Odessa. absolutely so my first bullpen <laughs> in the first two weeks in that area i was like 87 88 i was excited about that it was the first time I really got to be consistently on a radar gun the next closest guy was 93 right next to me wow that was the last year of draft and follow so our whole staff were draft and follow guys except for me. And they were 93 to hundred. So wow, that's crazy. Uh, what yeah, year was I'm, this? This is uh, so I'm older. I'm 32. So this was back in 2000. Okay. The fall of 2004, uh, spring 2005. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So it, it, it's just a crazy, like 
you know, and, and end up having a crazy story where we had a, one of those guys get the yips and he ended up, <laughs> yeah. um, they tried to drop him down to throw sidearm and he was my throwing partner. And I mean, this guy could not put it together. It was, I, you know, he's a good friend of mine now, but it's just one of those things. He was, he was the 95 from 15 feet away guy. Like if he tried to put any touch on it, there was zero control. Like it was <laughs> over my head and everything. So they put a ball on the ground and tried to get him to pick it up like a shortstop and throw it. And he just couldn't do it. Like he'd pick it up, come back, try to throw it, you know? And so I just got tired of it. So I was like, dude, I did the exact same. Roll me the ball. So I, you know, me being an athlete all through high school, playing short, rolled me the ball, picked it up barehanded and threw it. And then my coach goes, do it again. And he goes, can you do it from like a, you know, a pitching no stride situation? So I did it and I did it and I did it. And he goes, that's it. You're doing that. That's what you're doing. So I spent an entire year throwing submarine and I hated it. I ended up getting redshirted or <laughs> as we in junior college, like the, they don't, there's no, there's no red shirt. So I ended up going two years there and like, it's just good experience slash bad experience, you know, listening to the wrong coaching stuff. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It sounds just like my story. They try to drop me down sidearm as well. It's crazy. I, I yeah. feel like that's what they do as, you know, like last minute reserve trying to save you. And, and what's crazy is I ended up getting up to like 86 miles an hour down there, but I hated it. I literally, yeah. I didn't, I didn't pitch in a good, like I got, I got offers from Vandy, Tennessee, Florida. They were like small 10, 12% offers all based on statistics. But if they actually looked at the games, I never pitched in a meaningful game. We were up 10 or down 10. So everybody's just hacking out of their shoes and I'm throwing bowling ball sinkers down there, just hating my life. Like this is not, <laughs> yeah. this is just not fun. You know what I mean? Because I wanted to be the guy. I wanted to be in it, you know, and they they told me I was going to be the eighth inning guy or the closer and it never happened, you know? Yeah. That, and that's that's the, the, the place to live for, man. That pressure, you know, it feels good when you when you're able to get out of those uh, situations. Exactly. And now like now I've actually been able like since I've fixed myself. So I played four years in the Mexican League um, and I even got to play the Mexican Winter League, the big leagues. And I. Oh, wow. That's yeah, awesome. I got, yeah. So last winter. No, I'm sorry. Not this winter. So two winters ago. I was down in Los Mochis in, in Mexico, and I ended up like, you know, the way they do it with that team is they bring in eight um, imports, actually nine imports, but they only have six spots. So you're competing against other imports only for one or two spots pitching-wise. So I ended up winning the job as the closer man, and ended up yeah. like, yeah, man, I had probably the best season of my life and, and ended up getting to play with Sergio Romo, Oliver oh, Perez, man. all these big guys. It was just, it was really, it was really fun. I got to pitch in front of 60,000, like these all big league stadiums. Like it was really, really fun time playing baseball. That's like the one of the first times where I finally felt like I made it. And even to this day, one of my best friends gives me a hard time because he's like, you know, you're a big leaguer, right? But just not in this country. And I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, I guess I am. You know what I mean? Like I did, it didn't hit me. You know what I mean? And so now that's where I kind of started all this stuff where all the information, everything I learned after talking to these guys and, and my own experimentation, I started realizing, even, and I've been doing lessons for a long time and stuff too, but I feel like there's a Tommy Mansky video rolling around in the, all the little league, just ruining like athleticism. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? Like nobody is, is moving. Like you're saying, I love how you said the word movement. And I really like that, you know? Absolutely. And that's, that's one thing that all of my mentors have preached to me. Every time they say mechanics, they, cut me short and make me change my words just Dude, so I can that. keep imprinting that in my head. Exactly. Yeah, pattern. exactly. I think mechanics is the single worst word in baseball. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cause everybody <laughs> turns into a robot. Everybody's like, Oh, <laughs> get I got to get, you know what I mean? Like it's, yep. it just doesn't work out, you know? Okay, cool. So 
uh, after you Juco, right? Let's let's keep going through the story. Tell me what happened next. Yes, sir. So um, I surprised I didn't get drafted a second time out of junior college. So I wind up going to um, Northwestern. Uh, so I stayed there. Um, I pitched two games against Texas A&M and Arkansas. One of them I got to save. The other one, um, it was a, just a I got out the inning, you know, just a complete inning. And then uh, something happened with my mom. Uh, she wound up getting lupus, so I wound up taking a red shirt out of North- Northwestern. And then I came back. I was going to sign as a free agent, and uh, people just kept giving me the runaround. They were like, hey, if you can show me this type of velocity, we'll sign you. You know, so everybody was a scout at that time. And so I got lucky. I don't know. God worked his magic, and my friend had to send me a message through Facebook saying that there was a scholarship open in Lubbock Christian University, which is NAIA. And I looked past it. I, I Not that I thought I was past the opportunity because I was ready for pro ball at that time. I did three years of college and I was ready to move forward. Um, so I took classes to get eligible and then opening day comes and I was going to be the number one starter. So coach comes up to me and taps me on my shoulder. He goes, hey, bud, you're not going to be pitching this year. And I looked at him and I thought it was a joke. He, he uh, pulled out his phone and he shows me that the uh, clearinghouse didn't uh, pass me because they messed up on my transcript and I needed one more class. And at that time, it was already four weeks into the semester. So there was no chance. So I started breaking down in tears like I thought it was done. I didn't know what was going to happen. So I just started training even harder. And whenever I I could pitch against the team in town, it would be like Tuesdays we would have inner squad and I would get my bullpens and my scrimmages in. So one time... um, we had a buddy of mine who was supposed to go like first three rounds. He was throwing 97 and I was pitching against him in my inner squad. He had a couple scouts in there and I sat 95 to 97. So I get a letter from Tampa Bay. It's pretty excited about it. The following week comes and uh, I pitch again in the inner squad. So I was expecting Tampa to be there. So um, I do pretty well. And that time I got up to 98, I believe it was. So I go back to my apartment and coach calls me. He goes, Hey bud, I need you to come back. So I go back to the locker room and there's like 25 scouts there. And I was just happy, the happiest kid in the world. I felt like I was in a candy shop, like honestly. So they start asking me all these questions, why I wasn't eligible, if I was hurt, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I, I broke it down straight to them. I was like, hey, what do I got to do to get into pro ball? And he was like, man, I, I like your eagerness, you know. So we move forward. I wound up getting drafted by Cincinnati that year. And it was literally weeks before the draft. And I was on the first top 10 rounds. The earlier rounds weren't offering, you know, a good deal. So I wound up falling into the 16th with Cincinnati. And um, right from there, I began my, my career in pro ball. That's awesome. That, uh, yeah, you're, you're one of the lucky ones that got drafted. I, uh, I actually broke my elbow my senior year listening to another coach when I went to a university and missed three years of two, two different surgeries to recover, to come back. So wow. I took a little bit different route. I actually ended up going to the Pecos league. And then from there ended up getting to Mexico. So it's a little bit, you know, I understand the struggle of what you're saying. Yeah, you, know you I mean? absolutely like, do. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. absolutely do. For sure. So it's crazy. We're right around the same age. How old are you? I'm 26 right now. Oh, you're 26. Okay. So yes, I, I did my math wrong on that. I thought 2009, uh, I was already a senior in college. 2009. So I'm 32. So it's a little different. So yeah, absolutely. Things change yeah. a little bit. <laughs> so now you're up now, now what's what from there? Like, did you, when you went, started with the Reds, what happened? So I started off really hot with the Reds. Um, I believe my ERA was like 0.96 in like 15 games. 
And I was the closer at the time. I was shutting it down. They wind up moving me up, and that's where they started toying with my mechanics. They changed me so much. My velo went from, like, 97 to I was lucky to hit 93 on a good day. And I would just get smashed. Like, my fastball flattened out. Like, it was just – I remember one time the Dodgers came up to me and go, hey, are you a converted pitcher? And I was like, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So, like, I, I took it from there, and I, I made it my business to – to know pitching more than I know my body. Yeah, exactly. That's I'm, I, you know, I'm the same way. I, I was lucky enough to get up to about 95, 96 um, with when I was with the, um, when I was in down in Mexico. And it, for me though, like it's, it's always been about like pitching and getting guys out and, but still looking like I'm throwing hard. You know I mean? Right. A lot of, a lot of people that know me, like you don't know, but the, like I, the thing that I do is I call it cutter nation. Uh, a funny story. My first start down in the Pecos league, um, I went down there, I struck out 11 and my catcher actually gave the phrase because the guys that were facing it was before the, the cutter was really popular. And so they were, they were, the other team was debating. They're like, did you throw like 85 sliders at like 88 miles an hour? And I was like, nah, those <laughs> are all awesome. sliders. Those are all awesome. cutters. Those are all cutters. <laughs> and I'm going front door cutter off their hip to a righty, you know, getting in on their hands, back door it. You know, it, it's just, I ended up when I got hurt, I ended up spending that time like Rivera was always like super interesting to me so I started looking at photos and watching videos of watching how he's throwing it and self-taught it you know to me and now I think it's probably the easiest pitch for me to teach any young kid to actually get movement without them straining their arm wow that's crazy we're gonna have to work on that on the side me and you oh, for sure I, 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 I gotta I'll send you the video I'll send you the video that I have on my YouTube channel and list so the least amount of throws I've had somebody pick it up in person is two wow yeah, I think it's That's that impressive. easy to throw. I think it's that easy to throw. It's not hard. Yeah, and like once you get that, then you're just playing with understanding where to start it. But once you see it move like it's supposed to, it's like, oh, that's it. Um, yeah, that's it. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I played with it a little bit, but uh, I I went right back to my slider because it was something that I was I was better at. Honestly, with your motion, the way you throw, because you and I are very similar, I totally think it'd be easy for you. It's literally that easy. Well, we'll talk about it off air. I'll show it to you. It's super. Yeah, stupid. absolutely. It's I look stupid. forward to that. It's stupid how easy it is. It really is. <laughs> okay, so are you? You're not with the Reds right now, correct? Right. Uh, so after after my first year, they moved me up. Um. I struggled, um, and then I came back the next year, and I had a way better year. So I, I repeated the level, but I wound up winning a championship in 2014 with the Reds. Okay, and that was at what level? Uh, that was short A. Short A. Okay, cool. Yep. Congratulations. Yes, and it was the first time. Thank you. It was the first time they won anything in throughout the whole organization within like 12 years. So it was pretty big. That is that is pretty cool. I, I think about this the other day. I was talking to a buddy of mine who's going to the American Association. And think about this, because this is kind of a weird thing. How many ball players do you know that have never won a championship like that? There's a lot of us out right, there. Right. Exactly. Know I mean? That's true. That's so true. You know, like I, I think I won a conference championship in college. And then in the minor leagues that I was playing down in Mexico, I kind of got like tired of how they were doing the like we were winning and like what was the, the process of their seven, eight, nine guys trying to get to me being a closer as well. And so we just got to the playoffs. And I'm like, look, give me the ball in the seventh inning. I don't care. I want to win. I'm tired of <laughs> I'm tired of not winning championship, like and losing games because of relying on other people. So just give me the ball. Yeah, absolutely. I hear you on that. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that okay. was honestly the first championship I've ever been a part of throughout my whole life. So it's it was a blessing. 
Yeah, it, it really, yeah, I really cherish the, the, those two, you know, it, it's, it's like something special, you know, when, especially when you're the guy, like you being a closer, you know, and like, I, I always considered myself the guy, the dude, you know, I want people to fear me in, you know, but in a respectable way, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, all right, let's get into the recent stuff because now we'll get into like the first time I saw you on, on, online, like you throwing. And I was like, this guy gets it. I got to talk to this guy because you're lit. Like, I know you probably haven't seen me throw and I'll, I'll send you some video afterwards and you'll see like, we're very similar with the high glove, the glove pull through, you know, keeping everything like I'm pumped about because I fight with people about this all the time about like quote unquote strong front sides and, and things like that, that when you watch guys like you or I can, you know, you name, name a high level thrower and you see this rotation of the body and the movement and how things that go. And so instead of just me preaching it all the time right here, I you know, do you mind going through what, what you feel like your process is with your rotation? Yes, absolutely. I, my big thing was learning through driveline uh, was the positive disconnect. The positive disconnect helped me not only with the rotation, but it also helped my command, as crazy as it sounds, how important that front side is. I was taught throughout my whole life, keep a strong front side, you know, like a block, you know, and rotate into it, let the glove hit the cheek. And none of that worked for me. So once I understood thoroughly the positive disconnection through driveline, my velo just shot up, my yeah. rotation, everything. That's awesome. That's all. So for people who don't know about positive disconnection, what they're talking about is, is getting the shoulder, the elbow and the glove outside of where you're used to putting it. Like he's saying, even glove to cheek, like that is exactly. So I, I recently came along with, and maybe this will help you. So I've been telling a lot of my athletes and even myself, when I want to intentionally throw an up fastball, instead of getting through it and, and getting that positive connection, I will do what you're saying. I'll go glove to shoulder to fight my side, to keep the ball up on purpose. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And so it works it really easy because the shoulders don't continue. They stop rotating. So the ball stays up. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it sounds like we're on the same page right there. I haven't been to driveline. I have a bunch of people that I know that have gone there and I really like the culture and the atmosphere because the, the way they push guys to get through stuff, you know? Absolutely. Well, I, I tell you what, I mean, I learned a lot about the actual movement patterns through Texas Baseball Ranch. And then driveline just takes it to a, a, like a whole nother level as far as being a pro. Like It gives you a program what to do on a day to day basis. So now you're not just getting up and say, hey, today I feel good. Let me throw a bullpen. No, like I have a scheduled bullpen. So whether I feel good or I don't, I got to get away from my emotions and get to the principles. So that way I can stay goal oriented and stay on track with things because okay. in, in a season you're not going to say hey well i don't feel good i'm not going to get in the game today if coach calls you you better be ready exactly exactly i pride myself on just because of that my my lack of soreness that i get because i i believe in my motion and we'll talk about i'll, I'll do a little drill for you in just a second but i could go three four five days in a row if i absolutely had to and not lose any velocity or anything because i understand how to get my mobility back what the the play catch day after how important that is to really get everything loosened up so I can go. And I literally, I literally threw five days in a row one time. I got five saves in a row and I, I was, wow, I, pride, I pride myself on that. So it's like Iron Man. <laughs> so try this for me. So this is a cool thing that I like to show people. So like you said, glove to cheek. So let's go ahead and get your glove side to cheek right here. 
And then I want your hand to go through all the way underneath, like you're following through. You know what I mean? So do you feel that little tension on the backside of your shoulder and your scap? Absolutely. Okay. So we're going to go positive disconnection and bring that hand all the way down to your hip. And where did the tension go? On the other side. Yeah, exactly. So if there's no tension on your throwing side, are you going to have, are you going to use more energy or less energy into your throw? Wow. That's crazy. I could feel it. I can honestly feel that. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So this is why I think low glove and loose front arm getting through like that is like the game changer. That's why I'm Absolutely. 30, I'm 32 and I'm not even in real. I, I think I'm in shape, like training shape, but I could probably get that last 15% to really be like in season shape, but I don't need to, cause I'm not really concerned about playing right now. I just go down on Sundays, get my competitive edge out. And then, <laughs> you know, I can still long toss with my, you know, my older guys, but we can do it. But I think there's a big difference when, teaching someone is like actually doing it in front of them and just sitting on a bucket and telling them, you know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm big on that too. Cause all of my mentors can actually get up there and do it. Yeah, exactly. Cool. <laughs> so you're at the dojo, the baseball dojo. If people don't know about it, it's at, it's on, it's on Instagram, baseball dojo. I love the atmosphere. I see nothing but just thoroughbred horses. that are just getting through it. You know, what's your velo at like the last bullpen? Absolutely. Well, before I start there, I would like to absolutely thank Sean Beerman at the dojo because they welcomed me since day one as family. And that place has become my second home this winter. I don't think there's not a day that I'm not up there. Solid. So <laughs> back to the uh, the bullpen. I do actually do a bullpen today. Um, my cameraman sucked. He was moving it around too much. I was hoping for a better video to post. But you got to get that tripod, man. I know. Tripod life. I'm going there today. Honestly, I'm going to Walmart as soon as we get off. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. We'll, we'll go over this whole process on tripods and stuff afterwards. I'll, I'll save you some time and money. Okay. We'll just get the Amazon thing and everything started. All right. Uh, you're the man. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. So, yeah, so, today yeah, how was it? How'd it go today? I was sitting, I, I began at 93. Um, at the end, it was, it was weird. I started throwing harder towards the end. I was sitting like five to six at the end. So, but so for me, I would take that as I feel like maybe something loosened up or you felt like a little bit different rotation and you were able to be a little more aggressive through what you're trying to do. So when you're going in your motion for guys that, that haven't seen Fabian, go do it right now and watch how his glove, his feet, everything's connected in his rotation. So when you're going down the mound, do you feel like you're using more like front foot pull or are you going with back leg push or both? What are you feeling? I use um I use both of my legs simultaneously. So at first I used to be a back guy drive and I was taught let the front leg be dead. But I learned through driveline and all the biomechanic stuff that you're supposed to actually sw not swing the front leg, but that front leg is supposed to aggressively drive at the same time the back leg is towards your target. Because they talk they preach so much about hip and shoulder separation, right? So why wouldn't the glove and this glove be separated as well like they preach positive disconnect your body has two different sides so once i started um taking that front side aggressively towards my uh target after it got out of the uh, leg lift as, as it started descending and i take it aggressively towards the target my velocity my movement patterns my rotation was later and harder and i was even more consistent hitting my spots that's solid yeah that's exactly that's exactly what i've been preaching i, I call it heel lead 
Like, so the faster that I can heel lead or heel sweep down the mound and then snap that front foot with that toe perfectly going forward, the more my hips are going to rotate. I'm going to get into that rotation. Correct. And, and once you think about a simple cue as that, like you're not even thinking about, oh, where my hands need a break, glove, you know, all that stuff. It becomes second nature. Exactly. And that's, that's, I think that's what's helped me this winter was simply simplifying my cues. I pick one cue when I'm throwing and whatever that it is that I need to feel that day, I will stick with it. And it's been working. Cause when you, once you start getting too many cues, it's like the pitcher gets burned out up there. They're like, Oh, this, that, you know, yeah, now they exactly. start that's, that's every, I think that's everybody. I try to keep it down to one cue also, or, or with everybody or, or one of my other shirts. If you can check on my website, shameless plug is don't think just throw. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. There's not enough pitcher shirts. Everybody wants to hit dingers and and think launch angle and all this stuff. And I'm over here like, let I want to be a strikeout savage and strike out everybody that I face. Right. I I need one of those shirts, man. <laughs> strikeout savage. Hey, they're 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 softer than cotton. We'll we'll get you we'll get you hooked up for sure. <laughs> I appreciate that. So what's so, the yeah, plan? That, that, yeah. What's the plan? Thing. You going to go? Oh no no. You go go ahead go ahead. No for oh, sure. Oh my bad. Uh, so like going back to your shirt. That's that's also my biggest cue. Like, if I don't need a feel – well, when it comes to game day or bullpen day where I want to perform, I'm thinking throw hard. It's external cue. External cue meaning grab the baseball and throw it 100 miles per hour. Because if I sit there and get internal, meaning leg up, head over back hip, positive disconnect, rotate, once I get there, I'm a mess. I start becoming me mechanical. I lose my timing. There's no rhythm. And as a pitcher, you need rhythm. When, and everybody's rhythm and timing is going to be different. And that's what I love about the drills that I do, you know, through driveline. And I'm pretty sure a lot of other pitching programs do the similar drills, such as rockers and walking windups. All of that helps you find your actual movement pattern because my leg lift is going to be different from yours, from the next guy, you know. So once you're able to find your movement patterns and what you're comfortable with, and once you do get comfortable with that, it's going to take off from there. But that's all trusting the process, you know. And you can't skip the struggle, you know. It, it only comes through repetition. Uh, reputa um, repetition, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Repetition is the only way. Okay, so I, got, I had a debate with a buddy of mine recently. We were talking about, like, preferences of max effort throwing for pitchers. Like, everybody's kind of different. Like, some people like max effort long toss, and some people like pull downs, shuffle fires, and stuff like that. What do you prefer? I prefer listening to your body on that day. So also going with the, um, what it, whatever you have the task at hand. So if today, if it's, for example, today's Monday and I, I get up there and throw, I'll keep it light. I'll do the extension phase, you know, and I'll come through, work on some spins. But on the day that I'm going to, you know, light it up, if I have a scheduled bullpen, uh, I'm talking off season right now as well. Um, if I have a scheduled bullpen, you know, I'm definitely going to get some compression throws and pull downs on the way in. So that way I'm getting my arms to game speed. And when I get on the mound, I'm not wasting throws, getting comfortable. All I need is like five, six to get down to the slope and Hey, let's get started. You know? Yeah. Why so, bullets? so it's safe to say that every day you try to find out what a hundred percent is for that day. Right. Um, if, if I'm going to throw, if I plan on, you know, cause I, 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 that was my mistake last year. I was like, every time I threw, I was pounding the plyo balls. I was letting it loose. I was, Pulling down, I was 100 max effort every day. Now I actually have a game plan, and I feel like that's what's helped me perform more consistent. So I'll have, you know, like 
a day or two where I'll go back to back and I'm going 100%. But there are days where I'm going through my drills and it's like 80%, you know, because you do have to listen to your body. Yeah, Otherwise, exactly. you're going to break yeah. down sooner than later. For sure. For sure. I totally, I totally agree with that. I like that. It sounds like we're on the same page with a lot of this yes, information. Sir. For yes, sure. sir. And it's crazy that we've never talked before right now. That's what I love about like the internet world and everything. Like when, if you can process the information that's out there and stuff, like it doesn't exactly work that way. You know what I mean? Like a lot of Absolutely. people. Absolutely. I, I love and, it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's cool. It's cool. Like we're speaking the same language, which is like minor differences in wordage, but it's really a lot of the same thing. So Correct. that's super cool. So, okay. So let's see what else we got. You got any questions for me? Um, yeah, I do. Um, uh, so tell me about your, your program, you know, tell me about you guys out in San Diego, is it? Yeah, San Diego. So we're nice. in the middle of San Diego. Uh, I ran out from a travel organization that has their little facility that used to be like a snap fitness building. And so really I'm kind of new to the area except for I've been here for a long time, but because I was playing summer, winter, summer, winter, I didn't really get to build up a lot of a clientele and everything. But now that I've been here consistently since August, it really is kind of taken off and stuff from there. So with my program, I kind of combine everything that I like to do with everything from sometimes we'll do long toss, we'll do shuffle fires, we'll do pull downs. Um, we do a lot of plyo balls for arm mapping, but we don't really do a lot of, um, of releases with stuff. So like even with a young guy, like I get stuff all the time where people freak out or I have a seven-year-old doing a 14 ounce plyo ball, but they're not letting it go so they can feel what their arm's doing. And most of the time when that happens, if you do a throw hold and you can try this, I don't know if you've ever done a throw hold, but if you do your plyo balls, try to do a couple instead of throwing them first, do a hold and you'll feel everything loosen up more. Especially when you go into rotation, you'll feel the mobility on the inside where the ball, like especially a, uh, the tap, uh, we'll use the, do you use the driveline balls or the tap balls? Which one do you use? Yeah, I, I, I have both, honestly. Okay. So the tap balls, like for me, I, I like the green two pound one where I'll throw it, but I won't let go. But the continuation of the ball pulling my body that way, all the way through more end motion, end, end range of motion really makes it easier for me to get loosened up. So a lot of my guys will do 30 to 40 throws without even releasing anything until then it almost builds a mental confidence on how to throw the ball when they get to a baseball. Wow. That's sick. Wow. Yeah. So I can build a lot I more definitely, consistent. I definitely give that a try. Yeah. I can build a lot more consistent arm paths with, with, with even seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 year olds of them throwing strikes. Like I got a text message. Let me read this to you real quick. I got a text message from a client that I didn't even know the kid was going to pitch, but they said they might have a game and he, oh, let me find it real quick. But he said, okay. So the kid's name's Parker. He sends me a video. Had a, and I just posted the video this morning of him killing it. He goes out of that game and, and he says he feels good. Now, we didn't get after it too hard, but we did. He, threw, he went five and a third shutout, 75 pitches, walked two, struck out nine. Wow. Yeah. And he was throwing cheese. And he's a little 11-year-old stud, you know. And Definitely we don't, makes you feel good, huh? Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Like, I love helping I, others. Yeah, too. exactly. Like those young guys that get it, like they're like, oh, okay. And then, you know – I ha you have to warn them too, because especially with when they run into their coaches and their coaches are going, Hey, you got to finish square to the plate. You know, you gotta, you know, you gotta field your position. You gotta make sure your front side stays strong. Like all these <laughs> things that stop you from being an athlete. It's so funny how he just at, at 11, he, I said, look, with, when they tell you this, just nod your head and do what feels good to you. Like we just had. And so I didn't realize he went from me an hour and a half break, grab a little snack, get some water, and then goes and starts a game. And I'm like, dad, you're killing me. Like, 
kid's going to get hurt. And I'm like, I check on him today. How do you feel? And he's like, no, he feels great. I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're <laughs> onto something, you know, like I, I, I miss being a kid. You're, you have a rubber arm. You're able to throw every day. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Well, and okay. So I'll take that that cue right there. Don't call me. Don't say that I have a rubber arm. Cause now you're discrediting all the hard work that I've done. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. True. When people used to say that to me when I was younger, I'd be like, no, it's, it's just hard work. You know? Absolutely, man. You can't skip that part. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. Well, I think I've eaten up enough of your time. Um, why don't you tell everybody where they can follow you? I know you got you were talking about you have something you want to promote. So go ahead and give everybody the stats and all that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, right now, my process is I have a I'm in negotiations right now with a few teams uh, getting back into it. So I might go the independent route just to get some innings in. But if not, I will be picked up again. Um, it didn't I didn't get to stand the deal with the Mariners that I would like to have. I was with them last year, um, but I am in negotiations with some other teams um, working on my stuff. I needed to tighten up the slider. I did that so far. I got my velo back to where I need to be to showcase myself. And so I'll be, you know, enjoying the process because I'm learning that the process is just as good as the, you know, the, the end trophy. So right now you can follow me on Instagram, fabroman underscore. Um, also, I don't have the Twitter route. Um, not big on it yet, but I, I maybe should. Um, yeah, you just I'll, just do yourself a favor and just get a Twitter and follow the Pitching Ninja. That's the only page you need to follow. Like it's just <laughs> nothing but nasty pitches and release points. We'll we'll talk about it later. It's it's like one of my favorite resources every day. Like I get updates as soon as he posts something, and I'm like, oh weird, it's another video of someone throwing a disgusting sinker or cutter or slider or something. You know, it's just it's amazing because he slows it down to release where you can actually see how the hands tilted or whatever. And it's wow. a gif. It's a gif. So like when I saw you throw where he ever got that from, it was just a continuous gif of your motion. And wow. so it was three seconds of just, and you could hear you go, yeah, like through the whole thing. Yeah. So it, was just, it was just that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. I was like, I was just tantalized. Like just, I was on the treadmill doing sprint jogs going like, this guy gets it. This guy absolutely gets it. <laughs> I definitely got to check that out when we get off. I'm For definitely sure. going to. But um, I mean, in the meantime, I definitely do plan on opening up a facility soon. Um, I, you know, I'll be in touch with you then. Maybe I'll be blessed to have you come out here, you know, make an appearance. Dude, for sure. I'm, awesome. I, I'm down. Like I've been doing satellite clinics. I went to Chicago. Uh, I got some actually in the New Jersey area, the New Jersey, New York area. I got a buddy that wants to do some stuff up there. So we'll definitely see if we can get together and do some fun stuff for sure. That would be all. I love collabing. Like, with yes, stuff. I just, absolutely, man. Yeah, it's all about I, I just networking. went to Orlando and did a uh, podcast and shot some YouTube videos with the Hugo pro baseball guy off of YouTube. If you know who oh, that is, wow. John Madden. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's so he and I have been talking for a while. So we just did some awesome stuff on that. I did like a small version of pitch tunneling with him for his for his youtube channel and stuff so that should be coming out here soon so i'm pretty excited about it oh man please keep me up to date i'm looking forward to seeing that yeah for sure definitely all right man well i really appreciate it um we'll we'll hang on out there we'll go over some more stuff but guys go follow this monster he put some awesome training videos and stuff on his instagram like the dude's an animal he gets it he understands training and throwing and all kinds of stuff and you know, I'm happy to help him. I, I hope, you know, I can give you my cutter and maybe that'll take you to the next level. The next thing you know, you're in, you're over here in Petco in San Diego. And I'm just like, yeah, let's go. Like, you know, <laughs> that would be you know, awesome. That would yeah. definitely be awesome. For sure. Definitely. <laughs> so I would, like to, I would definitely, if you don't mind, I would like to make a, a quick shout out to my physical therapist, sports doctor, uh, 
His name is also Fabian, Fabian Garcia. He's the one that helped me understand the movement patterns to be a healthy pitcher. So uh, he's been keeping me afloat. You know, I really do appreciate him. And if you guys, I mean, especially yourself being a, a pitching mentor, he teaches uh, the way how to tra train athletes the right way. So uh, he's been a blessing in my life this offseason. So where can we follow him? He's uh, Fabian Garcia DTP is his okay. Instagram. He's cool. based in New York and um, he's a genius. Call oh, him the sports you. doctor. Sport, yeah, sounds good. I'll, I'll Fabian Garcia. I'm on. I'm on it right now. I'm on it right now. Yes, that's the man. Yeah. Okay. Absolute genius. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, well, he'll be my next guy on the podcast for sure. Yes. <laughs> get him on here. We'll talk some, you know, electronon fractures and other crazy things. You know, I in actually the be at his office tomorrow morning. Okay, sounds good for sure. Definitely, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll be, I'll be in contact for sure. I love when people refer stuff because it's definitely like along the same you know, thought patterns and everything from there. So absolutely. All right, guys. Well, don't forget, go check out my website. I've got an awesome blog on there and stuff. If you want to support me with some hats or shirts or gear, or you need your own bands, ball weighted balls or flush bands or anything, you can all get that on my website. It'll be at your place in a couple of days. A couple more things. Um, we got a clinic coming up on Saturday. If you're in the San Diego area, you want to learn how to come out of throw hard and keep working and train like a pro do that. Also check out Caliente Cleats, which is our cleat conversion system, another uh, business that I'm doing on. I'll show you about that, Fabian, because I think you have some awesome cleats, but we'll talk about that. I'm and definitely interested. Everybody's <laughs> swag, you know, for sure. So don't forget, throw hard, appreciate it. One more thing, you want to, you got, you got a tagline you want to throw out? Not really, man. Get after it, you know, bless up, man. Live the yeah, best there life. It is. There it is, bless up, for sure. Appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks again. Appreciate you, brother. Have a good one.